knocking, don't come knocking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creating little five-headed homeless children. <laughs> uh, I'm good on that. Thanks, Bell. I think... uh, you can have those. <laughs> I like my children with one normal head. Nah. I like the headless children. <laughs> what do you think the headless horseman's children look like? I don't know. He do was think, a, he, he was a do you think they have heads? I was going to hit you with his actual name and then all of my knowledge <laughs> ran out of my brain. There you go. I know. Not it's very Ichabod smart. Ichabod Crane. No, that's the good guy. Ichabod's the good guy. Fuck, I don't know what the I'm horseman's going to let you sit in it now. I don't know. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Mm. You don't remember it either. Don't be so smug. <laughs> I didn't throw out a name. <laughs> Ichabod Crane. It was a Leroy Jenkins. It's the headless horseman just running through the woods. Dark, misty night outside with a pumpkin head. Johnny Depp. I don't think that's it. <laughs> Wasn't Johnny Depp played the headless horseman? No, he played Ichabod. That's why as soon as I said it, I was like, wait, nope, that was Johnny Depp's yeah, character. That would be the hilarious role for Johnny Depp. <laughs> just take Nobody away, knows take, it's him. Take away his one feature that <laughs> he doesn't right, say anything. Right it's like, he's not doing his Pirates of the... He still does the Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's only <laughs> with his hands. his pumpkin head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be absurd. <laughs> You're the I worst would... headless horseman I've ever heard of, but you have heard of me. <laughs> it would be funny to cast a celebrity for a role like that where you have no idea it's them like a famous A-list celebrity it'd be really fun and then just show up at the red carpet event be like hey I was in this movie too I'd be like don't put me in the credits yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna... do me like Spacey in 7 just fucking don't mention my name or just put you in the end credits that scroll so people have to be paying attention to catch it. Like, don't do the name up front. That's what Nicolas Cage should have been doing this entire time. <laughs> Making, <laughs> I'm the invisible man. I'm the headless horseman. He did play um, whatever that movie is where his face turns into a skull. And Ghost Rider? Yeah. Yeah, that didn't do well. Yeah, it was a pretty dumb movie. <laughs> I don't know. I've never read the comics, so I can't, I've never seen the film. You've never seen the movie? No. Yeah. One that surprises the fuck out of me, though, um, when I was a kid, my dad took me to see Scorpion King, and in my head, that was the best CGI of all time, and I've like recently seen clips of the Scorpion King, and I was it's like, bad. god damn, am I the son of an alcoholic? I can't remember <laughs> if on the first viewing I liked it or not. I know I saw it again like a year or two later, and I was like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. That's real, no, real I, bad. I saw it right when it first came out. I believe I was still a child. Which is crazy, because the CGI for the actual mummy in the first one is pretty decent. Yeah. So, I don't know if they were like, I didn't let's even make know it bigger were, and better. Yeah, I didn't even realize they were tied together. I didn't realize Scorpion King and the mummy had anything to do with each other until yeah. just the second. You didn't? No. It's still Brendan Fraser in it. How did you not realize that? I thought it was The Rock. The Rock plays the Scorpion King. Yeah. But Brendan Fraser is still the good guy. When The Rock is in something, it's The Rock's movie. (laughs) Brendan Fraser is no longer relevant when The Rock is in the room. Brendan Fraser was a a good... Brendan Fraser can't smell what he's cooking. What he's cooking (laughs) is shitty CGI. Uh, Welcome to the Nightmare Box. Presenting mistakes are made. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the badass bitch. Week number five, back in the gym, Kristen Bloom. Crushing it. I'm actually starting to see some subtle results now. And I'm like, heck yeah. <laughs> like before I could just kind of feel them. I was like, oh, like I feel like I have a bit more muscles. And now I'm like, I think I am losing a little bit of weight. <laughs> you regret it yet? Is it still a great decision? Still a great decision. Fuck yeah. 
motivate. It's weird though, because uh, whenever I was working out before, I've never been a weightlifter. This is like a whole new thing for me. Um, and when I tried to do it before, I didn't really like my workout plan, so I skipped upper body days a lot. And I that's weird. Well, I like leg day. I don't know why. <laughs> I really enjoy leg day. It's my favorite. Um, and I, well, maybe because I have neck and shoulder problems, so yeah. arm day just hurts really bad for me. Um, and I do little bitch baby weights. I'm I've advanced to twelve pound dumbbells, and Ooh. I'm so excited. <laughs> you were eight last week. Twelve this week. Progress. I only, I only did twelve for my curls, though. So we'll see what the rest of them are. But uh, I've, I've never been consistent with my upper body's like days. And I'm like noticing like my shoulders are starting to feel a little more firm and my back's starting to feel a little more firm. I'm like, ooh, what is this? What is this? <laughs> Where am I at in the world? Can't see me. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell, but I'm, like I'm feeling it a bit. And I'm like, ooh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm proud of you. Thank you, babe. Yes, ma'am. With my little baby weights. Little baby weights. Waltzing <laughs> right in there. I've, I've not been in. you five weeks ahead of me. I've not figured it out. I'll, I'll force you to go eventually. I kind of wanted to go today. And then I was like, I no. I thought about asking We're walking you into wanted. the Montana winter. And it was just like, nope, it's sad. I'm going to go home and drink. I think, <laughs> I think I'm going to wait until a Sunday to force you to go with me, though. Because Sundays are very dead. Yeah. So I think if your introduction was like... A very slow day where nobody else was in your way yeah. to annoy and that's you. That's kind of what I need for almost the first week or so. Is just I want to be able to find the machines so I don't wander around like an idiot. Like I need to know where my stations are for the first week. You know? That was, I think, why I hesitated so long to get like in the like into gear. Yeah, yeah, because like I went because on the Planet Fitness app you can see all your check-ins, so you can see every time you've actually been. Yeah. So it's kind of like an accountability thing. And I went like once in July. <laughs> I think that put me off because I was used to my old Planet Fitness. And I walked in there and I was like, I don't know where anything's at. <laughs> I don't like this. And it was crowded, so I felt stupid. Yeah. Oh, well, the first time I got my Gold's membership, um, because I was in the service and then I came back home, I needed to find a gym. So I went to the Gold's. I used to go to this place called the Olympus, which was like underneath a movie theater and the projects. It was in the not... basement. <clears throat> It was awesome. It's where I did my Muay Thai training. It was all back there, so they had all the punching bags, and like everybody was fucking yoked and pissed off, and you were in the basement of this ghetto-ass goddamn movie theater. <laughs> it was basically where you would work out. And then I got the Gold's Gym one, and I was like, ooh, I'm stepping up. I'm getting classy now. And so I waltzed into there, and I just remember my first day, like I just walked a circle around everything, because I was like, I don't even know where to start. Like, like I knew what I wanted to do, like, mm -hmm. I, but I didn't know where any of the shit was. And then I would walk past it, and it's like, well, they just saw me walk past it, so now I need to look like I'm going somewhere else. And I think I did like one round of curls, and then like some leg presses, just so that somebody saw me do something, and then I walked the fuck out of there. I was like, I don't know where anything is. I'm coming back at like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Yeah, I think whenever I went in July, uh, I hadn't started the plan that I'm on now. I was still just kind of doing sporadic workouts. And yeah, I was like, I think I did maybe one or two things. And yep. then I was like, oh, well, I'm done. It's like, oh, I was technically here. You've seen my face? Prepare. You're going to see this face a lot smarter next time. Because now I know where some, 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 some of the things are. I do know where stuff is now. It's a very different layout for my old gym. So that took a minute. But I, I'm for it. It's not bad. Yeah. I think it's maybe... Nah, it's probably about the same size. I was going to say, I think it's maybe smaller. I will say, though, since you've brought that up, it would be nice if they did have, like, a 
punching bag mm-hmm. or something in there. The problem with the punching bag is you always get the dipshit who's just trying to look hard. Like he's not actually running any bag training. Well, and there's typically only ever like four bags if you're lucky that they have a bag in there at all. There's like two or four, you know, something they're opposite each other on some weird like CrossFit thing. So like you're trying to run bag work while there's somebody doing like push-ups right in front of you and you can't really well, like zone in on it. I think the solution... There's never a speed bag. Nobody ever puts a speed bag in the gym. Those motherfuckers. I got fast hands, son. (laughs) (laughs) I think the solution to that would be, because I was thinking about that, because Planet Fitness's whole, like, um, marketing thing is, like, it's for the average person, and, like, No gym intimidation. Yeah, like, the lunks is what they call them. The lunk alarm. I've never heard of What's he doing? He's having a hard workout. That is, he is going in on himself. (laughs) Which there are, to be fair. Which, I guess, maybe there's not a ton of gym options here so maybe that's why there are some pretty bulky people at that gym yeah there weren't a lot back home like the planet fitness because the golds was right across the street and mm-hmm. there, it was an obvious divide in what kind of workout you wanted to have that day but here yeah there's the planet fitness I think is there's the a only couple of small local ones yeah and but... I, they're, they're very expensive like you know they can only have x amount of members so you need to walk in there yoked <laughs> but i think the solution for the a uh, punching bag because Planet Fitness is so big mm-hmm. and um, it's a franchise, so they have them all over. So I'm assuming they make more than enough money they could afford it. They have separate rooms if you have the higher, like more expensive membership, which is what I have, where they have tanning beds yeah. and massage chairs, which is I've used them before. They feel kind of nice if you had like a rough back day or whatever, mm-hmm. but other than that, they're kind of silly. Um, but if they can afford to have like a separate section, yeah. For, like, tanning beds and massage chairs, like, they could to kind of avoid having, like, someone trying to show off or someone disturbing other people's workouts because they're over there going, oh, 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 you know, <laughs> as they're hitting the bag. Like, I watched they could a, have a separate room for punching bags only. Yeah, that's what you need, yeah. you know, or a boxing class. What I really need to find and see if there's one in town is a boxing gym because that's always been my favorite, you know. Like, there's your workout equipment so you can lift. There's a treadmill you can run on. There's some bags you can hit. And then, like, once a week, we run a sparring course where it's like, okay, well, everybody in the gym, you know, it's your time to go in, pick your partner. We're going to run off, you know, a couple of rounds here. But that was all we did. They had the lawn bags for kicking, you know, at the the Olympus, um, where you they're skinnier, you Mm. know, so you'd smash your shins into that shit for a minute. And then, like, a whistle would blow, and you'd go over to the punching station, and then the whistle would blow, and you'd run over to the speed bag station, and you'd go back to kick. (laughs) Yeah, by the time you left there. But there's a coach at each station. So, like, if he sees you kicking the bag all fucked up, then he's going to correct you so you don't break your foot. He's like, hit it with the shin. I don't know why you're hitting it with the tips of your toes. Like, we're doing taekwondo here. You're here to break shit. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice, like, having something like that. Yeah, I don't even mind it. Yeah, if it's regulated like that. But the the one that we had at Gold's, there was always, like, some 17-year-old dipshit. I watched a guy break his wrist once. Like, I was opposite him. Trying to Um, show out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was opposite him. I can't remember what the station was that I was at, but I was kind of upside down. Um, It might have been, like, the leg press. might have been, like, right up against where the two bags were. And uh, I was up and I was resting, so I was holding onto the bar that was up by my feet, you know, just kind of catching my breath before the next set goes down. 
and I'm watching this kid throw the sloppiest hooks I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And then I saw him hit it with kind of the back end of his Mm. middle knuckle and crank his whole goddamn hand. And then he screamed, as one does when you shatter your shit. (laughs) I never saw him in the gym again. I was like, oh, you learned your lesson. You acted like a tool. Mm. Let's talk about going slow. You know, you're not over here. You're not Muhammad Ali. Slow the fuck down. Pop. 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 That's a bummer. Um, I I can't remember which one I've been to, so I may be misremembering. Is the Olympus, it was a small gym, wasn't it? No, it was huge, but it was all underground. Was gold small? Gold was pretty small. Okay, maybe that's that's the one that I went to. Yeah, because I think I like poked my head in there once and I was like, ah, this isn't for me. There were three in town and one of them was really tiny. It was almost like a 24-hour fitness. (laughs) Yeah, that may have been the one I went to because that was before I joined planet fitness i like went in there and it was all really big dudes yeah. and it was a tiny gym and i was like nope not for me because that's yeah. what i like about planet fitness is that it's so big you rarely have to wait for a machine yeah the only and thing that's I've... got its benefits but i like having a dude who could certainly fold me into a fucking pretzel because it's like well you know i feel i feel good you know and you but you never stare in the mirror because every three seconds there's somebody walking past you who's like fucking seven feet tall built like a goddamn brick I shit my dumbbell stuff uh, staring at the mirror because that entire wall is all a mirror. Yeah, so I do my that's dumb, pretty normal. To maintain my form. I do my dumbbell. But shit I mean, in like, a you, when you're in a gym with lunkheads, you're not walking up and flexing on the shit because the guy next to you, his biceps are bigger than your thighs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I'm not gonna be that dickhead. He gets to flex in the mirror. I have no right. I need to gain another fifty. I just do pounds. that at home. I'm like, am I losing? Am I, am I gaining muscle? What's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> Go home and do my flexing. Yeah, well, it's got its benefits, you know. I did. I definitely need to get back into the gym. It's. How I'll make you go next weekend. Yeah, make I'll drag you, go, you in. Drag someday. me in next weekend. I got new sweatpants, so I've got no excuse. Well, I'm glad you told me where they're at. I'll try to keep an eye out because I I kept thinking I was going to buy you some and I could never find them. I was like, well, fuck Walmart, I yeah, guess. I've had the same pair of sweatpants for 10 years. The pockets were completely blown out of the bastards. I kept them. If you're wondering, they're still in the drawer. I did not throw well, my favorite sweatpants away. Pants. Yeah. You don't wear them out in public. No, but I got, oftentimes I'll go to put my phone in my pocket and then it just falls all the way down and <laughs> hits me in lighter. the top of the foot. You'll be like, I thought I had a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it's probably somewhere in your leg now. It's in the cuff of <laughs> It's over by your ankle where one keeps their cigarettes. That's funny. Oh. But yeah, I feel good. Accomplished basically a month. I'm well, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Terrified to go on to guide two because I have five more weeks and then I'm done with this guide and then the next guide is five days a week. <laughs> so I'm like, can we make this? Going in. Five days out. a week's the best one. You're mm. level-headed every fucking day. I'm going to start doing yoga. I'm going to make you do yoga with me. Well, we'll talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind doing yoga. I don't want to fart in front of people. (laughs) Well, I don't mean going places and doing yoga. Just farting in front of each other. (laughs) Downward dog both staring at each other's face. (laughs) No, it could be good for your back because you always say your back hurts. And I've noticed... Since I've been working out more, like, I just ache a lot more, like, Mm -hmm. and it's probably soreness from the workout. more muscle, less bone, yeah. But yeah, like, (laughs) there's been, like, a couple of days, like, where I did back day or arm day, like, the day before I've been laying in bed, and I'm just like, I can't get comfortable. do it. Everything hurts. Yeah, I remember those days. Used to have to sit in the car for, like, half an hour afterward just so I could reach the steering wheel. (laughs) I did have one 
I think it was my first or second week, one particularly bad day where I made you hang up my coat because it yeah. hurt, to, hurt to reach the steering wheel. No, the worst the worst gym experience. I don't know why we're talking about gym. Because it's our, fun. It's fun. Fuck it. Um, this is our talk day. Yeah. My worst gym experience ever was in that fucking Muay Thai gym. I hit the... No, the, it wasn't even hitting the bag. We were doing... Um, it was an MMA gym. I was there for the Muay Thai classes. But is like this the once, one where you were a teenager? Yeah. Um, <laughs> once a week, um, you could try out a different course and then like you had the, or not once a week, but once a month you could try out a different course. So they had like jujitsu and Kali and Muay Thai and like, two or three other things in there that they taught. And so I decided I was going to go take the jujitsu one because I'm shit at fighting off the ground. I'm really good with my hands. I'm so, so with my legs. Like I can kick you in the head, but I need to do some stretches. You know, <laughs> my hands, I can go cold. I can fuck some shit up. I really want to take a class like that. Not necessarily so I could like beat someone down. Yeah. Like I think just in theory, like knowing the like, because I did take a self No, 90% class. of the game is knowing you could fuck up 97% of the people in your life. <laughs> well, like I did take a self-defense class in college, but I think for me more than like being able to beat someone's ass, it'd be nice to take a class like that. So if someone tried to attack me, I would have the moves to maneuver out of the situation. Yeah, jujitsu is great for women. So, yeah. yeah, so even if it wasn't it's like great for dudes too, I knocked them unconscious, yeah. it was like I could avoid them and get away. Well, the argument is that all fights end up on the ground. You know, like if it's not like an instant you let the dude up and now he's out it's gonna wind up in a clinch it's gonna wind up on the floor and i was always terrible at fighting off of my back like i i didn't have the leverage to throw a punch i couldn't kick you so my goal was you know kind of wrestle you you know throw you over and hope i could land a couple of punches throw an elbow in your face that was all i really had so i decided i was going to take this jujitsu course and I was up against this guy who looked like he just got out of prison because I was taking these classes from like 15 to 17, <laughs> but I was the youngest kid in there. So I was fighting like 25 year olds when I was like 15. I was in there doing my sparring. I got knocked out once and we'll get to that in a minute. But I, this particular day, I was taking my little practice jujitsu course, see if this is a thing that I would like to do. And this is in the midst of my parents' divorce. It's all, you know, they send me over there so they could fight each other at home. <laughs> you could work out your aggression. Yeah. And I was 16. I just got my license. And I go to step back barefoot and, you know, like the, the mats, they've got the little creases in them. My pinky toe caught that, which folded my foot completely in half. Like my pinky toe touched the inside of my big toe and fractured all the way down the side of my foot. And it did not feel nice. And then I pull out my cell phone after they've kind of, you know, calmed me down and they've, you know, trying to ice my foot to avoid the swelling. Can't get a hold of mom. Can't get a hold of dad. Call the house phone at both, you know, my dad's place and my mom's place. Can't get rid of, can't get a hold of them. Can't get a hold of my baby brother. Nobody's picking up the phone. And my foot, meanwhile, is just swelling and swelling and swelling. <sighs> so I had my coach take my foot and jam it into my combat boot. <laughs> And so, like, my foot is fatter than the cuff of my boot, so he's, like, having to, like, squeeze it and jam it in there. And it took, like, three or four dudes to help me get my shoe on, and then they help me waltz out to the car, and then we all have the realization that my Mustang is a five-speed, so I need a clutch foot and an accelerator foot. And I drove all the way across town at 25 miles an hour because I couldn't put pressure on my gas foot. None of them could have driven you home? No. 
None of them wanted to drive the miner home, believe it or not, after his foot got fucked up and his parents weren't answering. I come into the living room. I'm like hobbling up the things. I was like, where the fuck were you guys? Mom and dad are screaming at each other on either side of the kitchen table. They're like, what do you want? I was like, I broke my goddamn foot. Did you have to wear a boot? Yeah, they gave me a boot. My buddy Ralston had to drive me to school. It was pretty cool. <laughs> that does not sound cool at all. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I broke one single toe once and it hurt like hell. Oh, no. The, yeah, when you fuck your whole foot up, it's not a good day. Yeah, it didn't feel good. Now, the other major one for me in that gym, again, I was young and I was fighting these fucking, like, 25-year-olds who thought that they were going to be, like, state champions or join the UFC, this, that, the other. And I got a little too cocky one day, and I punched out my sparring partner. Like, he hit me way too hard the week before, so I picked him again the next week, and I lit him up in the corner. I kept him standing up in the corner after I'd knocked his ass out. Just uppercuts to the head to see how long it would take him to fall down. Aw, you're mean. Yeah, I was a dickhead. <laughs> a kid, but I, I, you know... Knocked him out, basically, and he was slumped on the rope, and I just sat there punching his shit Aw, that's mean. He tagged me a little too hard the week before, so I wanted to well, let him you tagged him a couple said. of times a little too hard. Trust me, there's retribution for <laughs> Brett in the story. So the next week we go in, and I get picked up by, like, this, you know, 27-year-old, very athletic dude who's been doing Muay Thai since he was my age, you know? So he's got, like, 10 years um, over me. And so we walk into the thing, and I remember I held up pretty well in the first round, and then going into round two, I went to throw a hook, and I thought it connected because I saw his head go back, and then I don't remember what happened. I woke up, he was taking his gloves off. <laughs> Everybody else was like just hanging around, packing up their shit. And what had happened, and the, they showed me the little tape that they'd taken of our sparring session. I threw my hook at the same time he threw a spinning back kick. So he disappeared at the end of my fist, and his foot came up, hit me right in the goddamn temple, and out. <laughs> that seems dangerous. <laughs> Say good night, son, because I'd acted like an ass the week before, so he did to me what I did to the kid. It was a fun... And nobody even helped you because nope. they were like, that dude's a jerk. Nope. They, they probably talked about it in the living room, like, we got a correct little man. And then, like, <laughs> next week up, it's like, Teen's right, feeling too big. Yeah, Timmy's going to knock him the fuck out. We're going to see how he feels about that next week. <laughs> did you go back after that? Uh -huh. <laughs> I went back funny. a couple of times. <laughs> It was fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do those kind of classes. No, that getting knocked so out sucks. But the weird shit is, I grew up with an alcoholic dad, so not my first time getting knocked unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> my first time getting kicked in the head that hard. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, I don't want to do classes like that. I'm good on that. Nope. The last thing I remember, it's, I remember the fist going out and the feeling of, oh fuck, I caught him, and then. Nope. Not, nothing. <laughs> Did not. <laughs> out like a light. It's like the light switch came off, came back on. I threw up in the bathroom. Definitely had a concussion. Uh -huh. We never got treated. <laughs> uh -huh. And here you said today. And here I am. A couple of car accidents, a whole shitload of bar fights. And that one time we got kicked in the face by a fucking guy 12 years my senior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So this is going to be your life's goal? You're going to train and like 10 years later come hunt him down? Yeah, yeah. we'll wait until he's 65 and I'm 55 and I'm just going to walk in the room and be like, oh, your back hurts a lot more than mine now, bitch. And just crack him right in the nose. Oh no, your back hurts pretty bad now already. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be worthless in like 10 years myself. That's why we're going to do yoga. <laughs> No. No, I just need to get back into the gym. My back always feels better when I'm doing back days and a lot of leg lifting because the muscle like builds around it. I'm not like 
relying so much on my like split discs and shit. <laughs> but anyway, workout stuff aside, I guess we should actually talk about what we actually do. It's our podcast. <laughs> Fuck it. What did we do today there, Kristen Blue? Uh, shot some... Children. No. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, Lie Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, did some B-roll for the commercial Brett and I are working on for... I don't know if we can talk about who it's for, but anyway. I, I, I believe we can. I mean, we're under contract. It's going to be credited. We're doing a commercial for my job, Missoula Animal Control. So I got to hang out with puppies today, and it uh, turns out puppies poop and pee everywhere. Yeah. Welcome to my literal job. <laughs> you were like, they're gross. And I was like, yeah, this is me at 7.30 every morning. You wonder why I'm this pissed off all the time. I thought it was going to go so much more smoothly than it did. <laughs> so... I don't think I anticipated there being so many puppies all clustered together, so maybe that was where I went wrong. But Brett brought me five... Five puppies. Little... Airedale puppies. Chunky (laughs) baby puppies. And um, left me alone with five little chunky baby puppies. (laughs) Seven uh, weeks old. Two of them tried to eat me, and uh, the rest of them just peed all over creation. (laughs) I was like, what is happening here? I thought I was just going to sit on the floor, and they were going to all crawl around, and it was going to be adorable. Like, literally, if I hadn't had had sweatpants on at the time, it probably would have hurt, because one had, like, his whole mouth wrapped around my ankle. (laughs) I was like, well, all right then. (laughs) He's trying to kill me, little seven weeks. Seriously, I was though. watching you on camera, like you were trying to get your shit together, and then like you'd lean over for a shot, and like three of them would try to push you over. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was just was rolling rough. on the floor. I was like, she is losing her temper. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't upset. I was just like, I'm never gonna yeah. get anything done like this. No, and like, they're still super young. I got to see three of them shit in tandem the other day. It was like <laughs> on Friday. We fucking we we brought them all up to the office, laid out, you know. a a puppy pen and a whole bunch of puppy pads and they were shitting all over the place <laughs> like all three of them in a row just curled up like shrimp at the same they time were literally as soon as you walked out uh peeing as they were walking before <laughs> i could even start filming there were like four spots of pee i had to clean up before i could do anything yeah. at all that's about the size <laughs> when i got jacks like jacks used to be that size did he poop and pee everywhere all the time <laughs> So I was like, oh my god, I'm never getting a puppy. I'm only getting adult dogs nope. from here on. Five years ago, that's what Jacks looked like. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they're adorable, but yeah, they were a nightmare. I thought it was going to be so much cuter and more fun than it was. I like... I literally spent the first couple of minutes just trying to, like, walk, and they kept, like, attacking my shoes and attacking my ankles, and, like, two of them in particular were, like... I'm just going to latch onto your foot and never let go. So I was like, well, you two are going back in the cage. (laughs) And then uh, once I was down to just the three slightly more mild-mannered ones, uh, they let me sit down with them at least. (laughs) (laughs) They were still peeing all over creation, but they let me sit down. (laughs) Yeah, the five of them, we had to fill up their water bowls like six times the other day. It's crazy. We had to like keep, and they had like the same size bowls as one adult dog, and they were just tackling it and then pissing all over the place Jesus and, and put down food, and they'd eat it. And you're feeding them twice a day as is, and they're shitting all over the place. Yeah, they they're like cute. Airedale. There's a couple of mixes in there. There's like a Shepherd. There's a little Rottweiler mix, and I think the 
Rottweiler that you sent me the picture of that was like super cute was one of the ones I had to put back because yeah. it kept eating my ankle. That's, that's the alpha of the group. <laughs> like when I come to the cage, that's the first one that runs up. Like I ain't afraid of shit. <laughs> yeah, I kept trying to eat my ankle. So I was like, well, you may be cute, but you're going back up. Yeah, he's teething still. They just got pulled off their mom. So they're still looking for something to do with their faces. Yeah. It's like a baby with a pacifier. You have to learn patience with it because we've had 35 dogs in those kennels before, you know, like just in the back area. And it's like, oh, there's no, it's all feces. I think it's why COVID can't kill me. Like, I think I got the perfect job for COVID. Smell all the dog poo all day. It's all day just covered in dog shit. It's like my immune system is on point. Yeah, your job's to actually clean all that stuff. Like all I had to do was play with a yeah. couple of puppies. And by the end of the hour, I was like, I feel like I need a shower. Yep. Nope. I do that 10 <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> all the dogs, not just five puppies, but you know, whoever else is in there. That's why we're doing the commercial is because the shelter is coming up on an expansion and they want to talk about licensure because we license dogs out in Missoula. Um, Love it. Hate the idea. Uh, whatever, you, however you feel about dog licensure. We grew up in the South. That really wasn't a thing. Up here, you license your dogs because of rabies, because of the wildlife. It, it, as morbid as it sounds, your cat might get taken out by a bear. And if your cat has, or your dog might get taken out by a bear. And if your dog has rabies, that bear has rabies. <laughs> so now we've got an 800 pound rabid bear. I think that's how it works. Hmm. I, I honestly don't know anything about it. You gave me that uh, little sheet that was talking about why they do the licensing. And I was like, I honestly don't even like, Yeah, I've never thought about that before, I guess. But it does help fund the shelter. It line, yeah, it lines up with their rabies. So what it does is ensures that, you know, the dogs in the city are, there's so many like open off-leash parks so you're ensuring that everybody's up to date with their rabies vaccinations that makes sense yeah yeah i don't believe in charging for the license probably not a healthy thing if this ever comes across by my boss you know, <laughs> i feel like you should only have to license if your dog is not up to date on their rabies why are we adding a penalty to people that are responsible pet owners but i mean i guess technically though it also gets your dog in the system with the animal control shelter so it's smart on that i was gonna say i guess technically the the service costs them money because they have to yeah. supply the medicine and all that so i guess it makes sense and it is um definitely for a good cause the shelter here is very very small for yeah. um most how... of the yeah, it's eighty thousand people that live in the city most days it's two of us at the dispatch desk and like three officers Man, so many... imagine all the loose dogs you might see on a day-to-day -day basis or your neighbor's dog's barking too loud, or you get bit or charged by a dog. You got charged the other day. You know, so we and do good work over there. How many kennels are even inside the buildings? You can't realistically kennel dogs outside in the winter. It can't be more than 30, 50. It's 31 kennel yeah. dogs. Because I was going to say, that's yeah. a very small shelter for how but big that's of an what, area yeah. they service. And that's why the expansion's happening. Because I think we have 24 up front. We've got four <laughs> quarantine kennels, and then we've got two like bite kennels with guillotine doors yeah so i think that's 31 so yeah and then um, the fire season hits and all the people on the mountain have to you know run away and their dogs get surrendered to us while they're figuring out their shit and we've so had i mean we've had 50 dogs in the five kennels you know before at when least we got during the fire season case. you could technically make use of your outdoor kennels because yeah, it's still it's warm, warm enough. enough but like during the winter like your outdoor kennels are basically just for cleaning the indoor kennels and that's it yeah. 
Um, yeah, in the winter, you you have to be able to do your whole job in like fifteen minutes, <laughs> which is With crazy. Like one other shelter attendant. It, yeah, it's it's a nuts job. So yeah, they're um, expanding the shelter. I have no idea what all the expansion uh, a, includes. I think it's right a two point five million dollar expansion. It's gonna like double the size of the building. Um, and uh, not to start any. If, if you guys want to know about local politics. <laughs> Uh, they are going to collect about one million, is what they're giving us, and then we have to come up with fundraising for another like one point five million dollars. Part of the reason we're doing this commercial, yeah, <laughs> try to help fund the expansion because yeah, uh, it's a. Uh, far too small of a building for yeah. how much they have going yeah. on and a huge uh, part of it is like being able to get fans in the building for the summer and more importantly heaters for the winter so the dogs aren't fucking relying on blankets to keep themselves warm yeah. like it's well, i think too like <coughs> having funding for more staff would be nice like yeah um, that's the most important part to me we're severely understaffed like we could easily run a town of two thousand people like, we could easily do that if we only had a couple of miles to go, but it's a city-county operation, so it's not just the 80,000 people that live in the city of Missoula. It's also the people that live in the surrounding towns who are technically in the county of Missoula. So up in the mountains, like, damn near all the way out to Arlie, like, where the Buddha place was, all mm-hmm. the way out there is still our jurisdiction, Sealy Lake. That's a good ways out. Sealy Lake is like, what, an hour from here? That's still our jurisdiction. So if I've got two officers, one of them might be in Sealy Lake. That leaves me one to respond to the city. Nutty. I guess I've, I've never really paid attention Police either. force has like 30 people on a night. <laughs> I guess I've never really paid attention either. Um, do you guys have enough, like, I guess... Uh, acreage for the expansion? Are they going to have to clear some stuff out? Like a, We're going to have to move the playpen. We're going to have to pull out the trailer that they've got set up for the what we call the COVID cabana. where We, we isolate our officers so that we, we're going to expand the main office so that we can get more people in there. I'm thinking and hoping that we've got a separate area for licensure and dispatch so we can actually create a whole new division for the shelter. That would be nice, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't make a whole shitload of money. Our job is taking care of dogs, so our main incomes are licensure and adoption. Um, But a lot of it is based on how irresponsible pet owners can be. You know, like my dog ran away and it doesn't have a microchip, so it gets taken in at the shelter and adopted out to somebody else because you're not looking for your animal. I don't know. It's, I've got some theories on it, and I'm working on a short story that I've been working on for about a year where, like, the main premise is the only difference between people are the way that they treat their animals, you know. Like, in Tennessee, we humanize them a lot more. In Montana, they're a bit more, you know. Property. Yeah, they're dogs. Which is interesting, because I would, I would think in a place like this, people would appreciate We take their... care of cats, goats, chickens, all that shit, too. So it's not just dogs, but I mainly work with the dogs, because I'm a well, dog, too. dogs in particular, I would think people here would appreciate their dogs more, because more people hunt here than I feel like. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, they do like... in the county. In the county, they give a fuck. You know, in the city, it's almost like, ah, fuck it, you know. Probably got picked up by a grizzly. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to depress me? I hung out with puppies today. Yeah. So your, <laughs> your cat got loose, probably got snatched by an eagle. Like <laughs> I did take some very uh, 
Sarah McLaughlin shots, though. I saw today. you doing that shit. I was like, I probably won't use any of these because they look so sad, but I. Like, there was like a sliver of concrete and cage, and the dog's eye was poking through that sliver, and I was like, that's heartbreaking. Click. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need a little bit of heartbreak. But basically, what we're doing is building a 30 second commercial, right? Like, either, you know, two 15 second segments or one 30 second segment uh, for two different concepts. How have you, because I've, there's really nothing for me to write. Like, mm-hmm. you're basically taking stock footage, and then we just need to come up with whatever my boss needs to yeah. say into a microphone over the top of it. As of today, torn on whether or not I want to do two commercials or just one slightly longer one. I think it depends on how much information we have to pack in. Um, trying to make it... But they're going to hit like the nightly news if you guys are wondering why it has to be that short. It's going to be like a 15 second bookend to the Almost. 5 o'clock news. Most commercials are shorter yeah. though anyway. But um, trying to make it interesting enough that people aren't annoyed that it's on, that it's like kind of cute and catches people's attention. So they actually listen to the part that matters. I'm trying to, um, kind of incorporate a worker at the shelter and a dog as a character so that you kind of have this dynamic of the worker and the dog together and, um, kind of that relationship and then talking about, uh, the expansion, why it's important, and then how you can help pay for it via the licensure or donating or whatever. So trying to like come up with a cutesy commercial where it's like, hey, this is adorable, but also we need your help. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to figure out this week um, what exactly needs to be worded. And uh, I want, I think that's important. I really want someone who actually works at the shelter to be in the commercial instead of just some random actor or whatever. No, I don't think you could get a random actor to settle down. Like the relationship I'm going to have, like we've got a pit bull in there named Hercules. We really wanted to get my girl Macy, but luckily she got adopted. As I like to say, fortunately, unfortunately, like I'm still (laughs) sad that she's not there, but I'm so happy. You know, somebody took her in. Pit bulls don't last long, and they're my favorite dogs that I've seen. Like, I've, my next dog is probably going to be a pit bull just because I've worked at the shelter and I've seen so many of them go, you know. Um, but, like, Hercules is going to react a lot differently to me than he even would toward you. Yeah. You know? Like, he's in there. He's a big-headed fucking male. And he sees you regularly. Yeah, he sees me, and he's like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll bump knuckles with you. You know, <laughs> like, I'll sit down, do this. But, like, you introduce him to new people. He's in a stressful situation. He's going to tuck tail, hide behind something, you know. Yeah. It's easier to deal with the puppies and kittens because that's their whole life. They don't know anything except these, these pens. But. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that made me sad, too, when I, I was doing, like, stock footage of the dogs in their cages, which I plan on next week, getting them out of the cage and kind of have them... Run around a Hopefully running around and playing and having a bit more fun, but they just all, like, barked at me and looked so sad, and I was like, I feel like I'm agitating them being here because they yeah. want out, and I'm just... Well, that's one of the things that we've really noticed at the shelter. I'm sorry, I keep cutting no, you off. Um, it's one of the things that we keep noticing at the shelter now that we're under COVID rules. Before the whole coronavirus situation, we were completely open to the public and the public could just walk back there. So we'd have like 10 people in our dog kennels just winding them all up. And then we shut down. Now nobody can go back there except for the people that are feeding them. And they're a lot calmer now. 
because yeah. they know the people that come through. We play soft music all day, you know? <laughs> yeah, I noticed when I would leave the room, they would settle down, but as soon as I would walk near any of the cages, they would just immediately get agitated, and I was like, I feel like I'm, like, kind of making it worse for them, so I felt kind of bad. Um, but yeah, I want to, like, get some shots of them yeah. actually out of the cage, because there's a definite personality difference there. Yeah, because versus... they either see, like, us, and we're feeding them and giving them toys and treats and all the attention and stuff, or we're pulling them out of the kennels to go home, or we're pulling them out of the kennels because a volunteer is here to walk them. So when they see somebody come in, they're like, it's all good things. Like, there's nothing bad, you know? <laughs> Oh, that makes me feel bad. I just came in and teased them and then left them. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, um, yeah, I... You're the only stranger they've seen. So, like... <laughs> and I stuck a strange thing in their face and they were confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but That's no. why I can't go to Chuck E. Cheese anymore. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. You're a horrible person. Hmm... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I do want to get them out because, like, I, I'm not pro that. I think that's not pro what the like the negative, heartbreaking commercials where it's like, oh, the arms the, yeah, of an angel. Like, these animals are living in squalor. Like, I, I think for one, it's overdone, and for two, it doesn't promote a very clear image of what you're getting. Um, yeah, it's showing them scared, but it's not showing the side of them that makes you want to bring them home yeah. outside of they're terrified. It's like, they're all terrified. Yeah. You know? Like you, you see those heartbreaking images and then you just feel bad. So you're like, Oh, I should donate or I should yeah. adopt. Or you whatever. don't get to see and the like, personality. Yeah. Like I want the commercial to be more about like, this is fun and this is positive and you can help these dogs and this is good for the community. And you know, if you come in and like visit, you're going to, like take yeah. home a friend not like this little like sad little yeah you know so like you're there for that's one of the things that irritates me people see the sarah mclaughlin commercial and it's like who is the most disabled one i want to take that one and it's mm. like i've got a dog here that is perfectly viable one years old came off the reservation has no fucking idea how to be like a dog you know like yeah. it's just been wild fighting coyotes and shit but it's got a hell of a personality and if you throw a tennis ball it's gonna be your best friend like <laughs> yeah so like that i think that's for me what's important about this is like showing the fun side and making it feel like it's a community thing instead of like let's guilt trip you into giving us money like yeah oh, this is fun and this is positive and we're all friends here and we're all helping each other. So I, I'm hoping it comes out kind of like a cute thing where people are like, oh, that's adorable, you know, <laughs> instead of like, oh, no, I feel bad. No, it should be fun, you know. Yes, it, we, it is a money grab. Like, we do need your cash because we're trying to help these animals. You know, like, but <laughs> it doesn't need to be Sarah McLaughlin, you know, or, you know feed an African child for 30 cents a month. Oh. You know? <laughs> it did like two. I went in the cat room and there were two cats loose and they were both black cats. So I got like a little bit of footage of them in the cat room. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice because most people don't like black cats. And we have Winston wherever he's at. <laughs> we're probably threatening to kill something right this very Winston second. Winston is a bit of a terror when he's in a playful mood. But well, he's, he's a, a feral cat. cat. Yeah, he's a feral that I picked up. <laughs> He's a... He's got a personality, if nothing else. He's a, 
a tiny cat version of you. Go, <laughs> <laughs> but also feed me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hate you. Let me sit on your chest. <laughs> Let me block your view of whatever you're doing because you should be focused on me. <laughs> <laughs> but what what did you think? Are you excited about the commercial and stuff? I am. I, I like that this one has a bit of a focus to it. Like last time we went in mm-hmm. there and took footage, it was mostly about like, um, which we didn't end up using any of it. I may try to salvage some of the footage from before, even though it was shot on a different camera. But um, like when we went in there before, it was about trying to get some of the animals out of the shelter because the shelter was very crowded last time. That um, last time, I think we were full. I think whereas, <laughs> I was in the middle of the Maltese case. Yeah, whereas this time it wasn't quite as crowded. Um, and they were kind of all like sad, depressing, like these are very sad, lonely animals. Yeah. <laughs> we had Grim, who looked like a goddamn a Marine. Brennan, like there's Brennan the, with yeah. the little sign that so, said, I've been here yeah. for 76 That's days. So sad. And, and I still have that. Priscilla, club. my little fucking nut job. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I like that this feels like a bit more positive and like we can make this kind of cute and kind of mm. more fun because, yeah, I, I don't. I think just another sad commercial with slow music playing in the background is just going to blend in and nobody's really going to notice it and nobody's really going to donate because you see those type of commercials all the time. Yeah. Um, it's the same theory of, you know, like Kitty Genovese. It's like somebody else is going to call the cops. You know, <laughs> it's not, yeah. you know. Somebody else. Will somebody help. else is going to, you know, throw in $100. Yeah. But I'm hoping if it's a... I don't know how many times it's going to play, if it's only going to play the one time or what, but I'm hoping if it's like a more happy, uplifting commercial, people are going to remember it and be like, oh yeah, like they... Well, I think the thing that we're going to do, if I understand it correctly, is that it'll play on TV for the month, Um, and then we have free reign on the Facebook page to be able to toss that up. That'll be good. Yeah, so if you guys want to see it and you don't live in Missoula, which is 90% of you, talking to you guy from Russia, um, (laughs) uh, you could go to our Facebook page. No, not our Facebook page, but the Facebook page, which is Missoula Animal Control. (laughs) And I may, if they let me, throw it up on YouTube as well, um, just as a sample of work. I don't know if they'll want me to do that or not, but yeah, I'm sure it'll be out there where you guys can see it somewhere in... Ooh and all over puppies that peed all over creation with me. <laughs> they were adorable, but I was like, this is not. Do you want the little Rottweiler one? Like, that was my favorite was re- little dude. He tried to eat me, though. <laughs> the funny cute. shit is, he's a female. Yeah, well, she yeah. tried to eat me. <laughs> She's a strong-willed baby. <laughs> the only male is the most scared one, which is the actual Airedale pup. The really shaggy one. Oh, yeah, that one was really friendly. It's the only... He was so friendly. It's the only dude. It's him getting bitched out by his four sisters. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe when they poop and pee less, yeah. I'll, I'll take a, one. Give him another seven weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know that I'll be in a hurry to... Which is probably a good thing, because most people go for the puppies. I don't think I'll be in a hurry to adopt a puppy after no, that. They'll all be gone next weekend. <laughs> Puppies and kittens go fast as fuck. People are like, they're adorable. And then they show up two years later like, I don't know how to care for this. <laughs> so, yeah, if you if you uh, are thinking about adopting and you're only looking at the little babies, the little babies poop and pee everywhere. Get that senior dog. Yeah, get the senior dog. <laughs> Find somebody who's like one to three, you know, that, you know, just has a sad look in its eye. And he goes, my old owner, the old Bill Burr joke, where it's like, I don't know when he came home from the Mets game and fucking, you know. <laughs> 
beat him with a toaster. Now I can't make breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Jax's anxiety is definitely a product of yours. Yeah, so. but I got Jax when he was roughly the size of those five puppies. So. <laughs> He's staring up at me like, what are you talking about? I got, I got all my puppy toys. I still, <laughs> I still love them and I still love my dad. <laughs> yeah. That was fresh out of the Air Force when uh, when we met each other. So, oh, I'm sorry. Did I disrupt your sleep? We've lived in four different apartments in two different states together. <laughs> Moved across the country. And I never became a thing that my dad couldn't take care of. <laughs> He's a good boy. Um, I guess while we're talking about film projects, we have decided for now to shelve the one that we were going to do. Yeah. Um. It's just not really been working out. and um... It's improvisational. It would have to be done every... Thanks, Jax. <laughs> it would have to be done like every night for two weeks after we get one off night. work. Do what? <laughs> It'd probably end up being one night. It'd be Sunday night. would be the only night we'd ever yeah, do we'd it. We'd have to cook like 16 meals to make the fucking thing work the way that we want to make it work. So we're shelving the the concept for the time being and moving on to either the one that we want a festival or the next really cool idea that we have <laughs> not 100% sure how we're going to play it what are your thoughts on it uh i think it depends stress-wise and time-wise how we're doing after we finish the commercial the commercial has to come first obviously but um uh the festival one really ideally needs to be done in an apartment complex so may try to go ahead and knock that one out while we're living here because Kristen wants a house (laughs) 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 um so yeah give this bitch some money (laughs) (laughs) once you see a story brett wrote four years ago on screen you're gonna be like wow she's talented <laughs> you guys need to buy the fucking book so I can move into a house. So get on that on the website. <laughs> Nightmareboxproductions.com. No. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> the nightmarebox.com. <laughs> this is why you don't do the bugs. Um, yeah, I don't know. It depends on, I guess, how you and I are feeling um, after we finish the commercial, just because it's been such a stressful year. <laughs> Um, and I feel like the festival one is what I really want to spend time on. So if we're yeah. feeling like we can dedicate a couple of months to this, then maybe. <laughs> um, but we're also coming up on winter and Kristen's just sad. <laughs> and, uh, can I give the title of the story that birthed it? Because I don't think the story is readily available. So there would be yeah, like a took, finite yeah, amount of people. Yeah, you took it down. It's not on the website anymore. You took it down. The next one. It's not a happy birthday. <laughs> it's not brainstorm. It's not brainstorm. It's not the dolls. It's not the dolls. But it's brought to you by the people who brought you all three. It's the stain. <laughs> the stain. I do think that one's going to be a, a fun one. I'm not going to talk about what it's about because if you haven't read it, that's, that's too bad. Um, uh, yet another reason, because when I release my next book, guess what goes away? The Madman Diaries, a collection, and you'll never be able to read those stories again. It's my business model. Take away your ability, <laughs> constantly make it unavailable, fail and commit suicide. Aw, no. <laughs> Which I really did. Like, I, I guess, jumbled those memories together. I really did think the stain was in the Madman Diaries, and then I went and looked through, and it's, it's not. not there. Um, but I, I knew it wasn't because it's longer. 
than most of the shit that's in the Madman Diaries, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I just have to dig that. through my hard drive to find it. I remember the story, so it's just a matter of yeah. transitioning um, it to a script. But yeah, I had read, I think, pretty much all of the stuff you had on the website before you took that stuff down, and then the Madman Diaries and some of your teenage stuff, and uh, that one in particular for some reason stuck out to me and I was like I feel like that's an interesting story to yeah. like make into a movie um so I am I am excited for that one I, I think it's gonna be a very uh it was a story I wrote in the very like middle of my nervous breakdown that we've talked about I fed a sandwich to my closet mm-hmm. it's it's well known at this point it's all on record um but the maintenance guy came over one day unannounced to fix my water heater. And he got grease on his fingers and left a grease on the door that looked like a man sitting down. And I was in the middle of my freak out. And I was like, okay, we're okay. I just ate dinner. Everything's going to be all right. And then I looked over and there was a little man on a rocking chair looking at me from underneath the little (laughs) doorknob to my water heater in my apartment. And then a story was born. (laughs) My hope is, I think, because of the way it And the actual story has nothing to do with a water heater, an old man, none of those details. Or a smudge on a doorknob. (laughs) There's nothing to do with doors. I, my hope is the way that it ends, though, like, the whole story in general, I feel like, builds tension throughout, but my hope is the way that it ends is, like, enough to kind of make you go, ooh, you know? So, <laughs> like, I, th- I think that's why that one... Get the same feeling that you get when you read the story. Yeah, like, I, I, I hope, or I, I think that's why that one has kind of stuck with me this whole time, because it's kind of like, oh, we're, like, building tension, building p- tension, building tension, and you don't really get, like, a release at the end so much of a... Well, that didn't go well. <laughs> so, like, I'm kind of hoping in film form it'll also kind of be like, this isn't going well. This isn't going well. Oh, God, this really isn't going well. <laughs> you excited about um, it? I'm very excited about it. Um, yeah. The other idea that we have, which is, I'm at this point, I'm up to a coin toss as to which one you want me to write right now. But the other one that we have is really cool, too. I think it'll just be neat to see, because the other one's, I feel like, open to so much interpretation where the stain is already a written story. Um, we can really manipulate the character depending on what the message of the story is. Yeah. So I think the other one's going to be fun to fuck with just because <laughs> it's a very open-ended yeah. idea. Oddly enough, the other one feels almost like a prerequisite to brainstorm. Like for me, like it feels like it would be... It's still kind of the concept of fucking with the muse, but it's a lot closer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Hopefully, post-commercial, fun things coming your way. Because, yeah, we just kind of hit a wall on this one. We're shelving it. We're not permanently tossing it. It's not gone. We'll get back to it. Um, I think that one would probably be a little bit easier to do if we had more space, too. I think maybe the space we're in is a little cramped for something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I think... The other one's a bit more about isolation, and I think it would be a little bit more obvious to make the movie feel isolated if the space was bigger and emptier. Yeah. Whereas here, we're very packed into a much smaller place. We are in a one-bedroom, <laughs> one-bath, third-floor walk-up. 
Uh, I fart in the living room. You can smell it in the bedroom. Gross. It's a goddamn issue. I'm making a lot of fart jokes today. That's what are. I'm doing. Jax was so gassy this morning. He had his butt right <laughs> next to my face. I was like, I can't with you. <laughs> All right, Luff. You ready to call it? Yeah. You ready to go edit the thing that you were supposed to finish? Yesterday. Two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. Kristen was having a sads. But, but you ate dinner with me in bed, and that was nice. I did. Depression pizza. Listen to the Great Depression. Talking about our depression. <laughs> Gary Goldman. <laughs> Who was uh, not a member of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, one last note on that. If you guys would, uh, we have like a PayPal donation button if you would like to donate to the Missoula Animal Control Shelter on account of your boy. Just don't tell them where you found this information. They would not appreciate all the child murder death that we talked about before. I gave them a massive plug. Um but if it moved you in any way, if you've got $20, you can toss $10, $5, you can toss. Please donate. We're trying to come up with like $1.5 for the shelter. It's strictly for the animals. It has nothing to do with Nightmare Box Productions. But if you're interested in giving us money, good luck. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us at Instagram at... At Nightmare Box Productions. <laughs> or over at Twitter at... At Nightmare Box Pro. Uh, most importantly, our Facebook at... Uh, Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. And our email, where you can tell us all the things that you want us to talk about. We could actually have a dialogue with you cocksuckers. We know that you're listening. I don't know why you don't want to talk to us. It hurts my fucking feelings. <laughs> at uh, Nightmare Box Productions <laughs> at Gmail. <laughs> or you go to YouTube.com slash Kristen Bloom, where you can see all the shit she did before she met. Yours truly. Yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> Or you can go to youtube.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Where you can go see Happy Birthday. You can go see the dolls. You can go see Brainstorm. And eventually you're going to be able to see the stage. Or our website. Which is, I was going to say, you almost forgot it. <laughs> the Nightmare Box blog. <laughs> uh, where you can see all of those same films. You can read the scripts for all of those same films. And eventually you'll be able to read the stain if you were smart and you knew four years ago that it was going to become a film you could have read the short story but you kind of fucked it now um <laughs> you can also see behind the scenes pictures from all of our films do we have anything else i think that's everything i normally leave one out and i'm never sure if i got them all or i think not. you got them all got them all you ready to go eat dinner and watch oh shit amy a-m-i that's gonna be our next two 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 stop stop 2019 tuesdays days 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 i love you sweetheart love you and i love you guys and we will talk to you on tuesday effortless fucking effortless effortless Let's get physical. <laughs> Effortless. <laughs> physical. <laughs>